We're going to get back to our study of the Joshua Code, 52 verses every believer should know this week. I want to first, though, I want to thank Richard for filling in last week. I heard it was great, so uh, I appreciate that. And, uh, and I want to thank Kevin. He, uh, he was all prepared for this week and then got sick. So uh, he, he earns the points for preparation and, and for working that hard. So uh, I want to thank uh, all, of, all that filled in for me as the week went on. Jill and I uh, had the opportunity last week to, uh, to go to Washington, D.C. for Police Week. Now, Police Week is a, uh, a bunch of services that, uh, that recognize and commemorate the death of law enforcement officers who have died in the line of duty. And so the, the, you have the candlelight vigil, you have the uh, memorial service, and, and then several other services and other things going on. And so it was a busy week, and we walked miles and miles and miles. But it was really an awesome week, too. And so I want to I wanna, uh, thank all that, that filled in for me last week. And I want to actually talk about that because... We spent the week last week commemorating, memorializing the death of officers who have died in the line of duty. Next Monday, a week from tomorrow, we commemorate and memorialize the death of those who died in the service of our country, who died for the cause of freedom. And as important as those things are, we need to make sure that we don't do this with the, with the death of Jesus also. You know, we have it kind of built into our culture to commemorate and memorialize the death of someone. And, and if, we're care- if we're not careful, we will do that with the death of Jesus and miss the point. Because he did, not, he did not just die so that we would memorialize his death. He died to give us new life. He died and rose again to give us new life. And, and that's what this verse is about today. And, and again, uh, you read it earlier, it might look somewhat familiar if you've been to this church for any length of time at all. <laughs> um, it might look familiar. It's Galatians 2.20. And, uh, and so let's read that, and we'll, uh, we'll, we are going to do this study the way we have been all, all, uh, all year. Uh, we're first going to look at the context, then we'll look at the so what. Can you say it with me yet? So what does this say about God? So what does this say about me? And so what do I need to do now that I know this about God and myself? And then we're going to look at it phrase by phrase. And then we'll look at the challenge and the comfort that the verse gives us. Because every verse of Scripture gives us both comfort and challenge. So let's read Galatians 2.20. Uh, and, it, and again, it is up here behind me. I have been crucified with Christ And I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So let's look first at context. The larger context, this is the letter that Paul writes to the church in Galatia. And he's he's dealing with, the, the church in Galatia is dealing with a group, they call them the Judaizers, actually. It's dealing with a group that is saying that you have to become Jewish before you can become Christian. So you had to go through, you you have to do the Jewish things. You have to follow the law, and you have to do the Jewish rituals. You have to do all of this stuff 
and become a Jew, and then you can become a Christian. And so Paul writes and says, no, all that stuff's been fulfilled in Christ. All that is dead in Christ. And that's the context of the overall letter. And then actually right here in the verses surrounding this one, he talks about dying to the law and living for Christ. So that's our context for this verse. So what does it say about God? It says that God loves you so much he does not want you to live in your past. We all have a past. We all have sin in our past. And what we tend to do as human beings is we tend to drag that along with us. We tend to grab, grab hold of the dead body of our old self and drag the guilt and the shame of sin along with us. God does not want us to live in the past. He wants us to have a future. He wants us to have a present. And so he, does not, he, he loves us enough that he does not want us to live in the guilt and shame of the things that are in our past. It also tells us that Christ gave himself for you. For you and I. Christ gave himself. Now what that means is, you and I earned that cross. If they were still crucifying sinners, you and I have earned it. We deserve to be nailed to a cross. But he took our place on that cross. He gave himself for us. He gave himself on, on our behalf. And, and I want you to understand also when it says, the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me, loved and gave, those are, those are active participles in the original Greek. Now the way we do participles in English is we, they're I-N-G words. So what this is saying is God is loving you and is giving himself for you. Loving and giving. It hasn't stopped. Now, why is that important? Because I, don't, I can only speak for myself. I won't speak for your past, but there has been times in my past where I thought I have now done it. I have broken God's love. There is no way he could still love me. And this verse says, he is still loving me and still giving himself for me. So it, it, the love and gi the loving and giving of God never has an end. It never stops. It is forever. So what does this say about us? You've heard me say it time and again, and I'll say it again this morning. You are the target, the focus and the purpose of the love of God. You are the target and the focus and the purpose of the grace of God. You are the target and the focus and the purpose of the gospel of Jesus Christ. You are the target and the focus and the purpose of Jesus coming here. That's how much you are loved. That's how much God thinks of you, willing to die in your place. And this also says that our old life is dead. Dead, crucified with Christ. You don't only Christ came back to life after being crucified. We will not. So, our old life is dead. Crucified with Christ. Done. We can't continue to drag around a dead body into our present and future. It's a dead body behind you, your past. You must 
consider it dead. It doesn't matter what you're, what's in your past. It doesn't matter if it was 10 years ago or 10 minutes ago. It's dead when you're new in Christ. So what do we need to do? Well, you, you, if you have a computer, you might be familiar with these. Control-Alt-Delete. It resets the computer. It restarts the computer from a fresh place. This is what we've got to do. This verse tells us to control-alt-delete, to reboot, to refresh from a new place. So let's kind of look at these one at a time. First, delete. You've got to delete your past. Clear the history. Your past cannot control your present and future any longer. It must be considered dead. Delete it. Get rid of it. Second, alter your view on life. This verse says that it is Christ living in you. And so this is not your life anymore. This is Christ living his life in you. It's a different way of seeing life. We have to alter our view on life. And then we need control. Give up control and let Christ live through you. You must give up control. This is our battle, isn't it? Is it just me? <laughs> or is this everyone's battle? Uh, I want to be in charge. I want to be in control. And we have to continually give up control and let Christ live in us. And as soon as we do that, we, are, we have reset. We've rebooted. We have a new life starting from a fresh point, just like a computer. Control, alt, delete. So now let's kind of look at this phrase by phrase. I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live. This is the key to living new life. Uh, I have said it before, but I had the opportunity early in my ministry to work with guys in AA and NA. And they get this. They understand this. And, I, and I, have, I have thought since then, this is something Christians need to understand. You don't, you don't add Christ to your life and try and sin less. If you're, if you're an alcoholic or, or addicted to drugs, you don't try and stop those things. You become somebody who doesn't do them. You, you see yourself as dead. Your old self is dead and a new self, a brand new you. That's something that AA and NA has that Christians need to understand. That's what this verse tells us, is that our old life is dead. You know, it's always about being before doing with God. You have to consider your old life dead. Be new. And then you will do new things. If you want to change your behavior, you've got to change your, who you are. And changing who you are is what Christ does. Delete your past and start new. But Christ lives in me. The new life you have been given by Christ is Christ living in you. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. And, he, and we said when we looked at that verse on Resurrection Sunday, that resurrected life does, isn't waiting for you at the end of this life. It is now. You can live resurrected life right now, this very moment. Claim it as yours. 
Delete your past and claim this new life. Alter your, your view on life. You are now new, a brand new you that has never been before. You are a new in Christ, you. So you can live a new life. Alter your view on life and, and because you are a new person. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith. A life controlled by faith. We give up control and live it by faith. Do you trust God enough to give him today? We trust him enough to give him our past, right? We do that. But do you trust him enough to, to give him today and tomorrow? Give up control and let God take it. Let God, the, the, the God who made you, the God who made you on purpose with a purpose, let him live through you in you and through you, then you have new life. Then you have a life that you can live controlled by faith. Every decision made, every action or reaction that, that you take, everything controlled by faith, that's new life. That's what living new life looks like. Can you give up control and allow yourself to live by faith? In the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Everything that comes from God, everything that's in your life is from the love of God, from the grace of God. Now, I know there's hard stuff. There's hard stuff in everybody's life. I know there is. But everything in life is from the love of God. Everything in life is intended to form you into the image of Christ. And so the, the, no matter what you've been through, no matter what you're going through, live it by faith. Let faith control it. And it's only in Christ this happens. You can't delete your past except through Christ. You can't alter your view and have Christ living in you except through Christ. You cannot have new life except through Christ, only in Christ, and Christ alone. Comfort and challenge. What's the comfort of this verse? The great comfort of this verse is that we have new life. Everybody wants a second chance. Everybody wants a fresh start. Hit Control-Alt-Delete. Delete your past and clear the history. Alter your view on, on life. It's now Christ living through you. Controlled by Him, not you. Give up control. And you have new life. Every single one of us wants, to, wants a fresh start. We want to, to escape the mistakes of our past. Delete them. Christ has died for them. They are dead on the cross. Live your new life. And, and the challenge of this verse is letting go of the past. We hang on to the past, and, and I'm not sure why we torture ourselves that way. 
but we do. We hang on to the stuff we used to do. We hang on to the stuff that we've been through. We hang on to this and we drag around. I want you to picture in your head right now, dragging around a dead body that looks just like the old you because that's what you're doing. Delete the past. Alter your viewpoint. Let, let Christ live in you and through you and control your life by faith. Give up control and let him control by faith. You need to take that step this morning. You need a fresh start this morning. I'm going to ask that you bow your heads. It's possible that you don't know Christ at all, that you don't know that he died for you on that, on that cross, that, that maybe today you're seeing it in a new light and, and you're understanding it differently today. Today you get it, that he died to give you new life. Maybe you've been memorializing and, and commemorating his death, but not accepting his new life. He died to give you new life. You can have that new life this morning with, with a simple prayer. You can follow along with me in your own words. Just say, God, I, I know I have sin in my life. I have stuff in my past. I've said things wrong. I've thought things wrong. I've done things wrong. And I know the Bible calls that sin. But I trust. I choose to place my trust in your word, that you say that Christ died for me on that cross, that he died to pay my price. He didn't die so sin could go to heaven. He died so I can. So I ask you to forgive me because of his finished work on the cross. And I ask you to come into my life and give me this new life. Live in me. If you prayed that prayer for the first time today, you need to let somebody know. Come and let me know. Let one of the deacons know. At the table as we eat this afternoon, let somebody know that you have new life today. Maybe this morning you know Christ, but you still want a fresh start. You want a fresh start because this week or this month or this year has been really tough. Will you right now delete your past? Delete it and clear the history. Will you alter your view on life that Christ is living through you, in you, and through you? It's no longer your life, it's His. And will you give up control and live by faith? Take a moment right now to do just that. Father, we thank you for this powerful verse. This verse that tells us that we have new life in Christ. We claim that new life this morning. We're no longer commemorating or memorializing the death of Jesus. We are claiming the new life he died to give us. We thank you. 
And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. This is Pastor Jim from Porter Mountain Fellowship. I want to thank you for listening to our podcast. These are sermons from our 10.30 a.m. service on Sundays. If you're in the neighborhood, stop by. We're on the corner of Porter Mountain Road and Commerce Drive in beautiful Lakeside, Arizona.